Welcome back to the Angry Fans Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scotty, along with Buffalo Steve. What's up, everybody? And Turner. What's going on, guys? Every week at the end of the episode, we donate to a cause. But before we get there, we're probably going to lose our shit. See? I already played the heavy metal music again. Okay. So for this special edition of Angry Fans, we are going to look back on 2023 on the things that made us most angry. It could be a coach, a player, a team, a game. We'll probably cover all of those. So let's just jump right in. I will start. My first player or my player of 2023 that deserves a lot of anger is Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers strung the Packers along, strung the Jets along. Then he comes into the season with a, an entire summer of media hype, fan hype, and then four plays, four, four. into the season, he's done. Meanwhile, he's dragged along his shitty offensive coordinator from Green Bay, Nate Hackett, who was a disaster in Denver. He brings along Good at darts. old uh, old receiver. What's his Lazard, name? Lazard Cobb. Yeah, go Lazard through go through Cobb. I was going to say. Go through the list. Yeah. Come on. And, and so what he did was he became the Achilles heel of the Jets. Ooh, well played. Uh-huh. Ouch. You know, that's what I'm saying. Achilles. And then, of course, at the end of the season, he's dragging everyone along with Oh, yeah, I'm about ready to play. And right. I didn't buy it for one second. No, he just wants to be in the media. He just wants to be the center of attention. Right. He is the definition of a narcissist. Did- Aaron Rodgers is the most narcissistic player besides probably, what's his name, Draymond Green oh. <laughs> in the sports world today. You saw that, that ESPN went on and made an apology after they ran the, the thing with uh with Jimmy Mac- Kimmel and their yeah. whole shit. I thought it's it was like, I thought it was funny though. Aaron Rodgers is too arrogant to know how ignorant he is. <laughs> he genuinely thinks that because God gave him the ability to throw a ball, he's smarter than everyone else. Aaron got two A's on his report card. They were both in the word Aaron, okay? <laughs> it told a lot when he didn't come out and say anything, but ESPN went on and had to air a whole apology about it because they don't want to touch it, even though right. Aaron Rodgers but is ready to be right I in the thick it. of Scotty, it. I love it, Scotty. That's a great one. I mean, I have to cross Rogers him off. I have is the perfect. Same one. I'll go with the player this time. Um, John Morant last year towards uh, the mid middling end of that season uh, started doing some crazy stuff, making bad decisions, and and – I don't think that I'm so that I mattered what he did or how how it happened. I think a lot of it was that he did it a second time, but I wasn't really that upset until watching his team this year go. I think they were uh, uh, three and sixteen to start the season without him, right? And he finally came back, and I think it was six and twenty-three. You let your team down. The growth and the leadership comes from your best player, and that's who he is. So it's not been fun at all for me to watch. Memphis basketball because of some poor decisions he made last year um, that have affected them all. I don't. I don't know that they'll make the playoffs, which is kind of sad uh, for a team that we had so. a lot of high hopes for. Yeah, Scotty, our Buffalo Sabers have totally pissed me the fuck off this season. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. 
And going into this season, we were supposed to end our playoff drought. We haven't made the playoffs in 37 years. That's a number that I know I just threw out there. But it's been, what, 12 years, 13 years, Going years? on 13. Mm. So here's the thing. Going into the offseason, we knew we needed goaltending. Did we go do anything about it? We've got Levi, the young kid. Yes, but he's also a rookie. We need we needed to go out and get somebody. No, let's keep Eric Comrie because he's a nice guy. Let's keep Mr. Fucking Initials, LPK, who's inconsistent you- all the fucking time. It pisses me off. So you're getting me worked up about this. And watching the game the other night, we went to the game against the Blues. They lollygag. They turn the puck over in their own end. I'm watching them play the Canadians. The Canadians are Pepper and Levi, making great saves, kept them in that game early. They get out shot. They keep turning the puck over. It's the same shit every game, and I'm who's, pissed. Who's, to, who's the real problem here? Who are we pointing the finger See, here, at? Here's my thing, and I hate to point it at Granado, but it doesn't seem there's no discipline. They turn the puck over every game in their own end multiple times. They've given up six shorthanded. They gave up a, another shorthanded game against the Canadians. I know. It's it, six now. But this is not about one coach or one player or one GM. This is a carousel over a dozen and more years of different coaches, different GMs, different players, and they all suck. They I know. In it, the end, they can't. They don't know how to win, and I don't know why, because the Buffalo Sabres have a rich tradition. We've never won a cup. Nope. But we've been to two, and yes. they were relevant for a long time when we had one, Dominic Hoshik, and two, Ryan Miller. Yep. Great goaltending solves a lot of problems. Are does. we, t- are we so talking about the Bills or the Sabres? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, knock it off. It, there's also a culture. I mean, right. Terry Pagula owns both the Bills and the Sabres. Yeah, where's the focus? Yeah. But the but the Bills are doing very well, while the Sabres are just, we can't make Flounder the playoffs. still. And, right. They're and a minor league the, team trading I don't know what the problem is, but I'm, I know that we're not the only fan base that feels this way about their team year in and year out. You right. just feel hopeless. It looked so good going into this season, and all of a sudden, we're at the beginning of January, and it's a disaster yeah, again. We're They're six so and, far from the playoffs. We're 16, 19, and 4. I'm like, so, uh, I got another anyway. team. I got another team. I like team. this. Go. Here, right. Here we go. That's my segue to the Carolina fucking Panthers. This is my team that I can't stand. Okay, so I have a little bit of a history there. (laughs) I used to live in Charlotte, and I was there when they got the team back in the mid-'90s. And as a Bills fan, as a Buffalo guy, I was like, okay, great. You know, the NFL's expanding. But I quickly learned when you went to a Carolina Panthers game, it was not anything like going to a Bills game. It was more, they called it the wine and cheese crowd. Oh, Lord. Yeah, because you got your wine Careful, and your we're cheese. talking about people in St. Louis here, too, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I think St. Louisans are a little bit hardier than that. Anyway, so, and the Panthers had some immediate success. And as a Bills fan who had just lost four Super Bowls in a row, I mean, I was a little bit jealous. I was a little bit irked because the fans would sit there and clap, golf claps, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so I think over time their their fan base has gotten more diehard and and better, but that's where I come from on this, and it, right. 
And so for a long time, I actually had glee when they didn't do well. Sure. Uh, because of this. Uh, and now I'm not, I don't have glee. I'm angry about it because by now, this franchise should be doing better. Right. First of all, their owner sucks. He True. just threw a drink. On a Jaguars fan, I saw, I saw that. that. I mean, Freaking ridiculous. That's just that's just not acceptable. Uh, he right. got th- fined three hundred grand, which yep. is about Bro, two you pe- can sit pennies. Anywhere in there, you don't need people to ridicule you. You, go you're an owner. A- Act like it. How many that's one thing. You got. Then he hires Frank Reich as his coach, and then mm. fires him eight games into the season after hiring a shorty for quarterback. Right. In, with the first overall pick. And I think Tepper was behind that. I'm not sure Reich really wanted Bryce Young. So no. Tepper has just completely imploded the season, lost a good coach. The quarterback we still don't know about. So to me, all my anger goes to the Carolina Panthers for 2023. I appreciate well that. That that's, was very well that's done. That's deep-rooted hate, too, because you were there. <laughs> you tried to believe, and they just they just destroyed your belief. Started out strong, and then they've gone the wrong way. Hey guys, check out our friends at Radioactive Real Talk Radio. They get in the weeds on tough topics like Mountain Dew, hard seltzers, the best haunted houses, why it's called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and not Music Hall of Fame, and concert costs then and now, plus many other hot topics. So give the boys an active listen on Radioactive Real Talk Radio. Of course, at Angry Fans, we are all about real talk and we appreciate the guys at Real Talk Radio who do Radioactive Radio. I mean, that sounds fun. Radioactive radio. Yep. Uh, Give a shout-out to old uh, Johnny Goodman and the crew at Radioactive Real Talk Radio. They cover all kinds of crazy topics, folks. They keep you in with the current events of the world. To the stuff everyone wants to learn about. So give them a listen on Spotify. I don't know what we're yelling about! Loud noises! Look, I've got one more. Stan Kroenke winning championships with new teams, he went a couple in 22, and then here we are in 23 winning more championships. I hate to hate on the Denver Nuggets because I think Nikola Jokic is in a supreme talent. He's been killing it lately. But I am so tired of seeing Stan Kroenke's name in the papers for a winning team after what he did to St. Louis and how he made the team basically suck that whole time just to survive later. Um, so everything that has to do, if it's the Nuggets or all the other teams that that guy owns, that's what I'm most angry about in 2023. Fuck that guy and all his people. I root against all his teams that he owns. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, I like some of the players on those teams, <laughs> right, but I still right. want them to lose all the time. Of course. It's an interesting question. Here, Here's my question. Yeah. Uh, on your gravestone, like if you go through life and you you win a couple of championships, right. but you're an absolute ass bag douche canoe. That's why he has that mustache, so they put that on his tombstone and not all the <laughs> dumb shit he did. I mean, to be known as an ass bag, yeah, ass boy. bag douche canoe, yeah. or or to win a couple of championships. That's a tough one for me Oof. because as a Buffalo fan, we don't have any championships. That's fair. So. Oh, the bandits. But I, we got the fair. bandits. Yeah, but the ones Lacrosse he has, like, you know, well, that's not true. I mean, They're I really, really want one, but I, would I, like I trade winning. in my good nature No, he was, he was a part of the <laughs> one NFL championship that I'm familiar with when they were here in St. Louis, and he's credited with that and the, the Rams one out there that I don't count because fuck that guy. Right. Um, so there's this little minuscule part of me that's like, I get it, but also, no, I like now that I see – true torment i'm like i i hope the worst for him yeah 
Speaking of championships, I can tell you a coach that's not going to get one in college football. I love the program. I've been a huge fan all my life. I've had family go there. Penn State. Mm. As long as they have James Franklin, go fuck yourself. You ain't winning. <laughs> they beat up all the little teams. All the little teams. The games he had. This guy makes $10 million a year. In bowl games at Penn State, he's four and five. And then on top of it, the teams you have to beat. El Presidente Jake for the St. Louis Mafia, his alma mater, Ohio State. The. And, yes. And Michigan. He's a combined 4-15 and 15 against those two squads. I believe he's got like an eight-game losing streak to Ohio State. Then against top 10 teams, he's 3-16 and 16 all time. I got sorry, another sorry one. Penn State. Sorry. <laughs> I got another one, uh, college coach. Mario Cristobal of oh, Miami. Miami. Oh. Do you remember the decision he made on October 7th with 44 with, seconds with, left in the game? Do you remember what he did? Gosh. Hit uh, us with it. He – did not take a knee. That's what oh, it was. Oh, that's right. Although, if he had taken a knee, the game would have been over. Right. Instead, he handed the ball off to his running back, who fumbled, Oopsie. and Georgia Tech recovered, and then they scored 24 seconds later to win the game. Ooh, that's brutal. I don't even, I can't comprehend what this guy must have been thinking, but as, you know, going back to the Bills, Coach Sean McDermott uh, makes me scratch my head a lot of times with his time management, and other coaches it's, do this too. It's awful, though. It's like what – I know that it's a pressure job, but there are some simple, simple things that you need to make sure that you get right. Right. One of them is if you can take a knee, take a knee! Right. <laughs> if you're closing out, the, if you can see how much time is left, you just knee. Other co- I got another one. I got another coach. that I just got a list of coaches. Uh, Vlatko – and something like that. He, wait, the wait, coach. try that again. He was the coach of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. That's right. And his decision making. Oh boy, was I forgot awful. about this. He put yep. he kept in 38 year old Megan Rapino oh. off the bench despite the fact that she looked like she should have been on crutches. Right. Yeah. So the women's team. Who has been so arrogant over the years? Right. Yeah, and it it's, caught up to him now. Led by it her. Finally, yes, led, led by, by her. her. Thank you. Yep, exactly. I'm just tired of this. I still believe nonsense. she split the locker room. I, agree. No, I still I, believe she split the ro- locker room. I loved the team. She was the one I didn't like. Well, I like, I support the women's national team. Yeah. I oh, didn't like yeah. some of the players, and I definitely didn't like some yeah. of the stuff they did on the field during oh, their no. you know, run. Mainly because they don't seem to appreciate what they have. In the United States, yep. the support of fun. Title IX and other things, uh, they just constantly whine about everything. Pay them equal. I, I don't. They don't bring bring in equal money. Right. But go ahead, go ahead and pay them equal. Right. That's fine. But don't on the field like show up other teams that don't have nearly advantage that you do. You know right. when it's twelve nothing against Taiwan, right. and you're running around like you just won the World Cup right. after scoring your thirteenth goal. Yeah, right. come on, that's against punk. a team against right. a team that hasn't even won a game in ten years. Either. I know it's so it's they're so just happy. They're just happy to be there. And I know there's a lot of people who are going to push back on this. You're, I don't care. No, it's classless. I get you. Yeah, you're there's right. a way to handle. They your were business. Act, they were a little overaccentuated about that whole for the what was it for? They won there. like three or four Olympics in a row, I, or Cups. World Cups in a row. I get it. They were a great team. It was fun to watch. They they were they were America through and through. 
Uh, but when it came down to it, yeah, by the end of it, they were all a little bit pompous about it, and it kind of yeah. made it not fun. I was like, guys, okay, you're not it, humble anymore. They took anymore. the fun out of it. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't humble. You could see it on the field. Yep. And by the way, when you are, are not paying attention, the rest of the world is catching up to them because they had a 30-year head start. The World Cup men's team had a 30-year disadvantage. Advantage. Right. 40 years. Right. So the, the rest of the world was so far ahead of the men. But, you know, when people want to talk about it, like comparing the women's team to the men's team, things like, oh, the men's team stinks. And they're, they're not, no, it's a totally different environment. Right. And Absolutely. I just think they didn't appreciate it. That's all I got to nope. say about that. I okay. love it. I agree. Tana's getting Tana. You dig it? Let's he talk about it. coaches. I was trying to pee. They don't have any bathrooms. He punched Steve Kerr in the face. Absolute terrible shit. Turned up with Turner. All right, Turner, you said you got another one? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I'm going to shout out a friend here because we had a, we had a listener out there uh, that had some comments on one of our last pods. And it's been a couple of weeks now, but I did want to touch on it just to make sure you guys know we are reading those comments. So if you've got questions or answers to things that we have, please hit us up. Um, but I did want to shout out my man, JT Snipes. He disagreed with us, and so I just wanted to um, I wanted to give his comments a little love and then, and then uh, explain why I still— How dare he? I still disagree with him. No, I love it. He hypes us up. He's doing it on purpose. It's a good thing for us. I know. I hope. Otherwise, he's going to be mad because I'm coming at him. Um, but he said Mike Tomlin has never, ever had a losing season as Steelers head coach and has won the Super Bowl. That's 16 winning seasons in a row. I strongly disagree that the Steelers have held on too long. That man wins. Thank you, JT, for commenting. Really appreciate that. Hope you keep listening. I don't agree with you. 16 years of, of winning uh, uh, winning records doesn't do you any good. One playoff win in 16 years doesn't. Doesn't sound that great. You mean great. Super Bowl win. Or one Super Bowl win. You haven't won a playoff game in seven years, which your franchise record is eight. And that yeah. was set in 56 to 61. That's that's longer than your franchise has ever gone. And and the whole the whole franchise seems to be okay with it. Everybody that I asked, they are all still agree with the idea. One of the guys that, that I read on comment was like, hell yeah, we haven't been legit contenders for a while, but we've been playing competitive football and making playoff, making the playoffs despite not rebuilding. That's some asinine thought process because I've been doing that with the Cardinals for too long, watching mediocre, we get to the playoffs and make some money but can't win any games type of stuff. They need to move on. And, and if I'm him, I'm trying to move on. You guys got me a good team. I still can't win anything. This is done. We've been 16 years and, and neither of us have done anything but be mediocre. What am I doing here? What do you guys really want me here for? The Eagles had Andy Reid, who's arguably one of the best, if not the best coach right now in football. But they won after they let him go. And the Chiefs won after, after they the, let him go. He got let go because he didn't win in Philadelphia. He got better leaving them, and they got better him leaving them. I know at least once, if not multiple years, he was 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah. Like, that's, More often that's than not. not. Well, that's not, not a losing season. Yeah, that's, right. No, right. That's, that's, a losing, right. that's a losing season. Four if you're times. a Steelers fan, that's a losing season. I have a couple of buddies that are Steelers yeah, the fans. the expectations. Doug Jones, little shout-out. Doug Mass, little shout-out. They can't be happy. Four times in 16 years, you've won a, at least one playoff game. Four out of 16, you won one playoff game. Even if you made the playoffs all of those years, I'd still be a little upset about that. Pittsburgh needs to do something else.
Angry Fans is brought to you by O'Connell's Irish Pub in Old GC. Do you like watching sports, playing shuffleboard, shooting pool, loud music, and crazy people in a bar? Then I've got a quaint little place for you. O'Connell's, where the beer is cold and the ball bat behind the bar is used. The liquor is plentiful. Have you ever been in a bar and ordered a car bomb? Well, be mindful how you order it. Don't use the word Irish. So come on down to O'Connell's. Have a drink with the owner, Jesse, or challenge Big Sexy to a game of pool. The barmaids are always chatty, serving with a smile from cheek to cheek. Come on down, meet the gang. Alabama Sean, Big Sexy, Tampa 2 Chris, Carman Keeves, no nickname Tracy, and Roundhouse Nicole. It'll be a great time where you can watch the sports, get in a brawl, swing away at somebody because they don't like your team. It's all legal there. Come on down, have some fun. We'd love to see you in the old GC at O'Connell's Irish Pub. No one can say that this podcast does not support local bars. We support the Shamrock Pub, and we also support O'Connell's. Yeah, check out O'Connell's Pub on Wild Wing Wednesday for 50-cent wings. Mmm, 50-cent wings. You can't beat that. Nope. I got to give a shout-out to one more bar, though. I read about. This is not one of our watering holes, but I just love this concept. It is from Iowa. And this bar in Cedar Rapids had an offer this season that you got free beer until the Hawkeyes scored. Oh, yeah. What? I heard about and that. their offense was so awful. Awful. That the one game around November 24th, it took only to the second quarter. So the free beer went away in the second quarter. But the next game was against, guess who? Michigan. Oh. 26 to nothing loss. Oh, no. So oh, my God. Free beer all game long. We are making a road trip <laughs> That's next year. Right? And uh, they said they lost about $500, but that is worth it, man. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Because we're talking about it on a podcast. Oh, absolutely. Not in Iowa. Right. <laughs> absolutely. That's... That is great. That's definitely, that's a road trip. Scotty doesn't know. All right, so the whole point of this is to go through some things that Scotty does not know we are going to bring <laughs> oh up boy. Um, and see if we can get him riled up. I have no up. knowledge either. I'm it's, a little scared. It's great. So kind of keeping in the theme, we've, we've kind of been talking about the last year, um, so we're going to start it there, and, and, and most of these might be things that have happened uh, over the course of, of 2023. Here's a hard-hitting one from our past. How did it make you feel when the GOAT... LeBron James passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. How did it make me feel? Yeah. I didn't even know it when it happened, to be honest. But now that I do know it, so it was something I didn't know. That was a good one. And when I learned it, I'm happy for LeBron. I like LeBron. I think he's an amazing brand, an amazing athlete, an amazing ambassador. He never gets in trouble. He's got a good family. He's got a good network of people. He's like the perfect guy teammate he makes everyone else better i i have nothing but love for lebron uh sometimes he wears me out but that's not a lot of people do that's fair that's fair i just wanted to hear you say some nice things about lebron Uh, all right we got another one here does the fact that shohei otani pitches and hits 
mean that he's worth double the next highest paid player in the MLB? No, it has nothing to do with that. I mean, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he pitches and hits because he's not pitching next year. He's not pitching this coming season. So I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact that he is the most valuable athlete in the world, uh, you know, alongside Messi, maybe one or two other uh, soccer players probably. You know, he International style. Inter- international style. But he is international style. Right, well, right. So, so he is bringing that to the league. I've had Japanese players before, but not someone of his ilk. Right. His talent level, his stardom in Asia. So right. to me, yes, Just, he's worth the money, but it right. has nothing to do with whether How he pitches or not. How much of that money is worth him bringing it, Yamamoto with him, too, now that they've both signed? Could be. But extra. if he never pitches again, he's still worth the money. Real, I see that's tough for me because if they if they don't win ever, that's not true to me at all. For the franchise, it's going to be a huge investment. I yeah. mean, it's going to be a good investment for for baseball fans across the Hope country. The I feel lose. like yeah, I feel like they're all kind of looking at it with with narrowed brows. I don't even know what that means, but it sounded cool. I think you meant furrowed. But. Yeah, that sounds fun, too. <laughs> After increasing the female fan base of the Kansas City Chiefs by more than $2 million, Taylor Swift had this to say to diehard Chiefs fans that don't like the added attention. I don't care how many dads, chads, or brads are upset about it. About Upset about her being at the game? Her, her bringing all that fandom and attention and and what became aggression after a while bringing all the swifties to football right i don't know what to say about this uh except that the nfl is an entertainment business and it has been entertaining this season to have taylor swift at the games it's a distraction for some people I think it's actually a positive for the opposing teams because there's something to make fun of the chiefs about uh besides Travis Kelsey limping along and Mahomes throwing interceptions. I don't know why Chiefs fans are mad about it. Because they, they started losing. They, well, that's, well, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, why. The magnifying glass was awful hot. I'm yeah, glad she didn't date Josh Allen. Oh, oh Lord. my God. <laughs> don't even go there. Um, so the la- the last one, uh, particularly, Riley, we did, we did mention this earlier um, on one of the other pods, uh, but Carissa Thompson. Ah! On, there it is. On pardon my take, admits to fabricating quotes on the sideline when she's doing her sideline reports just to try and add clicks. I know about this. I really it makes me very angry. It does. Because there's other women and men doing this job who don't need to do that. And besides, like I, I think I pointed out earlier, her quotes that she chooses are so boring. Right. I don't want to. They're useless. It's useless information. I mean, at least Why even come up it? with something. If you're going to lie, you might as well come up with something more interesting right. than what you're saying to me. Yeah, right. Start a good rumor. Yeah. Yeah. Start a good rumor. Yeah. If you're going to exactly. admit it, at least come and out then, with something and then decent. Come out, yeah. And later go, yeah, it's no big deal. I do it. You know, like totally spitting right. on our colleagues, <laughs> spitting on other people who do that job. Right. That's, that's right. exactly what it sounded like. You're not sure if any of them have been truthful. Because I'm telling you, I'm not. Apparently, she has no concern for her job whatsoever. It's terrible. Because I can't imagine coming out on national TV and saying what she did and thinking, oh, I'm sure I won't get fired. Uh, why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you be concerned about getting fired for lying on TV? Well, it also gives everybody a reason that, you know, back when women started doing sideline reporting, it was like, 
look at like look at me type things where beautiful woman she doesn't know what she's talking about of course that wasn't true and over the years it's been proven over and over again with the people that have done that job but to me it's like disrespectful of the job of her company of her i don't know so it's a bad example yeah it's just go go do tv weather <laughs> <laughs> In just a few weeks, it's the bowl that we're all looking forward to in professional football. The Pro Bowl, which has turned into such a comedy. It is so pathetic of an event. It is so sad. They've tried to fix it over the years, doing this and that, putting it in this city, in Hawaii, and whatever. And none of it works. It's just awful. Now they're playing flag football or touch, whatever they're doing. But it's still supposed to mean something in terms of the players who get voted to it. They probably don't give a crap about the game. They don't. They just want to go out get a vacation for they a week. Are right. they even playing a game this year? I thought they were like oh, doing like it? sand volleyball. Yeah, and yeah like exactly. That's see, some this is other the next honestly, iteration. I'd rather, I'd rather watch, watch that. that. Yes. Truth I'm surprised be told. they're bringing it's it back. Just, it's so Serious. irritating, though. Like, I'll give you an example. Obviously, as Bills fans. We love Josh Allen, and he has taken a lot of flack this year. Just all about the turnovers. So the numbers side by side. So Patrick Mahomes makes the Pro Bowl. Allen does not. Allen has 42 total touchdowns. He has 27 passing touchdowns. Mahomes has 27 passing touchdowns. But Josh has 15 rushing touchdowns to Mahomes' Zero breaking records. So that's Fifteen rushing. more touchdowns. Then yep. look at the interceptions. Oh yeah. Oh my God! It must mm. be a a, ca- a chasm, right? Yeah. It's yeah. It's fourteen for Mahomes, sixteen for Allen. Woo. Wow, a whopping Those two. Those two right. were huge. But but Allen, because of the narrative around him that he you know can't stop throwing interceptions, he's not going to the Pro Bowl. You know, and I, again, I'm back to this. I don't care if he makes the Pro Bowl. I want to win a Super Bowl. Right, absolutely. But it's still, it's come on. It's really pathetic that Mahomes, who's not having a great year, guys. Matt Jones in. went to a Pro right. Bowl. I mean, this on. is. I would rather him not be there because it just says that he he's too good for that. Yeah. Well, we probably, don't want you to go down there. He'd probably turn it down anyway and go play out at the Pebble Beach. Yeah. yeah. Play golf. Yeah. Internet, yeah. The, what 100%. he's done the last few years. So. That's where I'm at with those. Uh, honestly, we could do a better uh, better job with the Pro Bowl and figure out exactly how it becomes a, an, an actual honor to do it. And so it kind of ruins it for the people that actually want to win. So nobody really cares about going to the Pro Bowl. So at the end of the year, they're just like, well, you know, you don't want to go. You don't want to go. You don't want to go. Kenny Pickett, you want to go? And it's like, yeah, well, this I, is, I know. I it's kind of useless It now. is. It was more about the stats thing. It was because throughout the season – the media just uh, they right. they don't even bring up the stats right. side by right. side. They never right. bring them up side by side. Right. They just talk about Allen and how he throws interceptions. And then now, though, because of the Pro Bowl, we get to see the side by side comparison. Right. And there is no comparison. They're very close on turnovers. Right. And that's it. Fifteen more touchdowns by Allen. Come right. on. Yep. You got anything, it's Buffalo? Buffalo? I do. Steve? I've got one. It's it's not. It's, I'm going on the defensive side of it though. Winfield Jr. for the Tampa Bay Bucks, I believe, is a safety, right? So far this season, I believe he has like 117 tackles, something ridiculous, three interceptions, some forced fumbles, five sacks. Uh, I think he's actually got four fumble recoveries. 
He didn't make the Pro Bowl over uh, Buda Baker out of uh, Arizona. And Buda Baker, his numbers, they're basically all zeros across the board. <laughs> so I'm just, confused on how I don't know how, how this has even happened. Now, they're saying, well, you know, Buda Baker should have made it the last couple years, and he got oh, snubbed. Lord, I'm ugly. like, so wait, what, well, what are we doing now? now Is this getting, what we're doing? Yeah, that's what we're always doing with these awards. Like, give it to the guy who deserved it last year. Or the That's, you know can't yeah. give it to the guy who deserved it this year again right that that gets and, boring and so Winfield, we can't have LeBron have it again Winfield it's got to be Jr. somebody else. Junior's been solid, right. solid player even coming out of Minnesota. His dad University. was good too. Oh, his dad was fantastic. I love his dad. He might even be better than his dad. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. I mean, he's amazing. And again, he's not going. Like, what are we doing here with this? This is ridiculous. Uh, Buffalo Steve, what do you got for this week's charity? So this week it's not it's it's giving back to the local community uh, on my side of the river. Uh, my son uh, he's graduated high school last year, but he was on the championship hockey team. They have an event coming up, uh, the Granite City Warriors hockey. So we are going to donate to them so they can keep up with their ice time that they have to pay for. All that money comes out of the parents' pockets, the uniforms and everything. So that's what we're going to give to that those boys can continue to play on the ice and uh, moving forward have a, another great season. Love supporting local athletes. Absolutely. Great idea, man. That was good. Let's let's keep doing that every once in a while. Find a team we can uh, yeah. rally around. We'll see you guys out there in the stands getting angry. That's right. Yep. You'll I, see us. That will do it for this episode of Angry Fans. We're on Instagram. It is Angry Fans Pod. Find us wherever you find podcasts. Let us know what you think. We love to connect with you, and we appreciate you listening. So we will talk to you very soon.